Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Welcome to this special recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. In just a minute, you're going to hear myself and my wife and business partner, AJ, do a debrief recap and summary of our most recent interview with our big takeaways. But before we dive into that, I just wanted to let you know that people often ask us, What is the first step to building a personal brand? And if that is you or someone you know, then you have come to the right place because we have put together for you a free video short course to help you get started. Just visit firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get access. In it, we're going to walk you through what exactly is the genesis of a personal brand and the six key questions that every personal brand must be able to answer, but that almost none ever do. So go ahead and visit again, firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get started, and we'll see you there. Now on with the recap. are back with a recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast, talking about one of my favorite things to talk about, sales, selling, S-A-L-E-S, sales, selling. One of the reasons I love to talk about selling is because everybody does it wrong. (laughs) They either don't do it or they do it wrong and I have, you know, some very pointed philosophies about the right way and the wrong way to sell. And I have to say, you know, this this interview with Phil M. Jones, who I've never interviewed before, I was so happy about. We met, I don't know, several months ago at this point, but we haven't been longtime friends. I've heard about him. And there's a lot of stuff that is taught on the profession and the art of selling that I flat out disagree with, that I don't like, that I I don't subscribe to, and that I don't follow, and that uh, AJ doesn't believe, and that we don't deploy with our team. I think we sell in a very non-traditional way. I would I would call it a much more modern way than how most people sell, which is it's not about all the tactics and the pressure and the you know just pressure. Let's just call it, leave it at that. So getting to talk with Phil was great because I was so uh, impressed at how much we aligned philosophically on a topic that a lot of times I just I don't align with people on. And so anyways, it's a fantastic interview. Of, of course, he has that wonderful accent to listen to <laughs> and you know, make sure that you, you go back and listen to it. But I want to give you my highlights as always, getting to play the role of student here, listening from Phil, who's you know done has helped so many people, and and he's got a great thing go- going with exactly what to say, and I think 
a lot of these things were reinforcements for me because I don't really talk sales that much anymore. Not not like direct tactical, like one-on-one selling, but that was that was where my upbringing came from. I mean, that was how I started in business. I mean, I I started going door to door. I mean, it doesn't get much more like old school, you know, hardcore selling than that. I mean, in terms of dealing with the rejection and and whatnot. And so I love this. And it's been a long time since I've I've talked about this. And, you know, we have an event coming up, you know, a new curriculum that we're developing this year that is on sales specifically and selling high dollar offers because we're realizing that, gosh, all of our personal brand, you know, clients need this help of of what to say and and how to have a one-on-one conversation that leads to a credit card. And so we're diving into this more, although we've left it alone for, you know, the last few years. And so it was great, you know, to, to do this with Phil and, and I'll just walk you through my three, my three big takeaways. Obviously you may have noticed AJ is not here today. So I'm filling in Roland solo. You got, I'm your guy for today, which is a shame by the way, because AJ flat out is the single greatest salesperson that I have ever met. She is extraordinary. And she is so client centric and and so service centric, and is just the epitome, I think, of all things of what a great professional uh, salesperson should look like. And she outsold all of the top salespeople that I've ever known and ever been around. So at some point, we'll have to get AJ back here to do an episode. Maybe we'll do a special episode on selling or maybe I'll just interview her, her because it's, it's, she's incredible. But anyways, to break down the takeaways from Phil M. Jones, my man, who I really enjoyed learning from, he, here they are. So number one, and, and all of these, by the way, all of these are mental things. And that's what I, I have found this to be true about selling in general. The reason that people struggle with sales is not because of technical training. It is because of mental conditioning. Their mind doesn't think about selling in the right way. And all three of these takeaways for me kind of fall in suit with that. So number one, and this is a mindset thing that you got to realize if, if you're the salesperson, no is not the enemy. Indecision is the enemy. Somebody telling you no is not a bad thing. No means it's not a fit. No means we don't have a match. No means not right now. No means this isn't what I'm looking for. All of those things allow you to move forward in a powerful way, to know what to do next. Indecision is the enemy. Indecision is what keeps us stuck. Indecision is unacceptable, both for you and get this, for your prospect, right? If somebody tells me no, I can move on. But if someone tells me maybe, I am stuck. I am not moving forward. Like I can't move on and I can't move on to something else. I am literally just stuck until they make a decision, which means I'm playing cat and mouse. I'm chasing them down, right? And so many salespeople are afraid of the word no that we do everything that we can to avoid the word no and instead we set ourselves up for maybe. And what I would encourage you to do is set yourself up to hear no so that you don't hear maybe. A yes is good. Like a yes is great. A yes is what we're going for. A yes is what we want. But a no is fine. 
A no is okay. A no is not bad. A no is not the enemy. But indecision? Ooh. Mm-mm. Indecision is no bueno. Indecision is not good. Indecision is not acceptable because not only does it keep you as the salesperson stuck, right? I don't know whether to like celebrate and get this client activated or to close up shop and move on and go find someone else. I'm like stuck in this limbo. I can't move forward. But it's not just about you. It's and and more importantly, it's not about you, it's about them. It is a disservice to allow someone to tell you maybe it is a disservice to them. Why? Because they can't move forward either, right? Like if they tell you, yes, it's like, great, let's do this, right? If like, you know, just to use us as our company, Brand Builders Group as an example, since that's a frame of reference, right? Like if someone says, I am ready for personal, I want to take my personal brand to the next level. I'm ready to grow. I'm ready to monetize. I'm ready to like build my speaking career, launch my book, you know, whatever, become a bestseller, write my TED talk, like build out my digital marketing system. And they go, you know what? Brand builders, I like you. I believe in you. I'm on board. Let's do this. Then great. They can move forward. We can move forward. That's exciting. If they say no, right? If they go, eh, you know what? I don't think you're the right firm for me. Okay, no problem. You know what? This, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm just not gonna move forward with my personal brand at this time, period. Okay, no problem. You know what? I've decided to do some do something else. Fine. But if they say, you know what? Let me think about it. That is terrible because that means they're stuck. They're not moving forward. They're, they're, they're not moving forward with us getting into action mode and like, let's do this. Let's go. Or they're not moving forward with someone else. It's like their dream isn't moving forward. Their dream is stagnant. Their dream is stuck because you have allowed them the indulgence of indecision. That's no good. Your job, and then this is, so then I'll say this is my second takeaway. So the first takeaway is realizing no is not the enemy, right? No is an inevitable byproduct of getting to yes. No happens because not everyone is a perfect fit for what you do. No is a necessary part of, of the process. But, but maybe is no good. We don't want maybe. Yes, yes is great. No is fine. Maybe, uh-uh, not good. Keeps them stuck, keeps you stuck, which leads me to the second big takeaway from that chat with Phil, which is just the way that you think about what you do as sales. And here's what it is. I'll give you the takeaway. Selling is about helping people make smart decisions. That's the way that Phil said it. Helping people make smart decisions. I would just say selling is about helping people make the right decision for themselves, not for you. But either way, it's about helping people make decisions. Why? Because people need help making decisions. That's why. Like people struggle with procrastination. That's why I wrote my Take the Stairs book. Like procrastination is something that we all struggle with. And, and take the stairs was all about helping people overcome it because even in our own life, we naturally default to inaction. I mean, we live that the escalator mentality is pervasive. By subconscious, it happens automatically. We default to inaction. So in order to help someone change their life, in order to help someone get something different, in order for somebody's life to be better than it was, they're better tomorrow than it was yesterday. There has to be some change in action. And 
my job as a salesperson is not to take something that they don't want and use magical words to convince them they should get it. That's not ethical persuasion. We believe in ethical persuasion. That isn't ethical. Taking, convincing somebody to get something that they don't want or they don't need is unethical. That is taking advantage of them. That is using the psychology of, of influence. It's using the principles of persuasion in a negative way. We are not on board with that. I don't care how much commission you make from it. We're not a fan. We're not on board. And our sales team knows they better not sell anything to somebody that isn't a fit for us because that's just not what we believe in. But we do believe that people need help making decisions. They need help navigating uncertainty to arrive at a place about what is good for them. And sometimes that means they, you need to look them right between the eye and you need to tell them to their face, you should buy this because it's the right decision for them, not for you. It's all about them. It is helping them. It is standing in service of them, standing in a place of helping them achieve their goals, their best interests. That is what ethical persuasion is all about. That is what we believe in. But, but know this, it's not an excuse for you to wussy out as a salesperson. It, sometimes it does mean pushing them a little bit and saying, this is the good thing for you. You're saying you want this, right? You're saying you have a dream of inspiring millions of people. You're saying that you want to make money to have a lifestyle business teaching what you know and doing what you love. You're saying that you believe that we have answers for it and you're telling me that you have the money. Let's do this. Let's go. You need to do this. That's different than, than, than talking them into something that they don't want. But people need help making decisions. I would say that as a professional salesperson, your job isn't to be a, a smooth talker. Your job is to be an expert listener. And it is to help people figure out what do they want? What do they need? Where are they? What's the gap between where they are and where they're trying to go and help them make a good decision. And if that decision does not include you or your product or your service, you should be okay with that. You, you should be willing and be okay with people telling you no. And in fact, you should not want the wrong people to tell you yes. You should not hope for the people who aren't the right fit to give you money because that doesn't help you. What you need is the people who are the right fit to give you money because they will take action. They will do the thing that you have because it's an alignment with what they need. And so they will get results and it will work and they will be grateful and they will be happy and they will refer you people. What you don't want is just a bunch of people you took advantage of because you talked them into it. That's not what you want. Even though in the short term, it's like that pays you money. That's not really what you want. That's not how you build lasting reputation. So what you're looking for here is mutually agreeable outcomes, which is, yeah, I think that's the term that Phil used, mutually agreeable outcomes, and I 100% agree. That is what we're after. Now, sometimes the customer will talk you into doing stuff you don't do. We're not a fan of that either. Just because we can do it doesn't mean we should. Like We're not a fan of selling a custom solution to every single person right? We have some offerings and it's like, if our offering isn't a fit, even though you need our expertise, if it, if you want it in some other way, like we don't do it, then, you know, like brand builders, we do one-on-one -on -one coaching. Like that's like our lane. We do, 
you, you know, we have our events, which, but those are a part of one-on-one coaching. And even at our events, our events are so small because we put people in roundtable groups. They get one-on-one coaching at, in their roundtable groups. So like one-on-one is what makes us, it's a part of what makes us unique. So there is a range of acceptability of which we will kind of bend and flex. But at some point, it's like you have what you have and people either are a fit for that or they are not. And if they're not, you got to be okay with that. But it's mutually agreeable outcomes, right? What works for you as the provider, right? Like this is what you have to offer. And then it's like, what does the client need? If that's a match, we have a win. If it's not a match, then it's disjointed. It's disconnected on either side. And it should be a no, right? Like we don't believe that you should try to sell every single person you talk to necessarily. We believe that you're looking for the right fit. You're looking for the right match because just because you can sell them, if you know on the back end what you deliver isn't what they need, like you're, you're going to win in the short term, but you're going to lose in the long term. So help people make smart decisions. We're looking for mutually agreeable outcomes. It's, it's more like we're looking for a match, right? It's almost like dating. It's like we're looking for compatibility more than we're looking for manipulation or convi- convincing or, you know, even though we talk about like with digital marketing, we're always talking about conversion that still should be a win-win. It's not about magically taking somebody who should be a no and turning them to the yes. We don't consider that a victory. What we consider a victory, right? It's not a win-lose thing. If sales is a win-lose, like I beat you, I got you, right? That is not what we believe in. That is not ethical persuasion. Sales should be a win-win thing. It's like, and, and not even that, it's really just a win. If it's a win for the customer, it's a win, right? But there's no way the customer ever loses and then that's a win. What what is the right thing is what is the best thing for them. And if that happens to include us, then that is awesome, right? Like we're, of course, we're excited about that. But our job is not to coerce people. Our job is to serve people. Our job is to help them make decisions. And if you can flip that switch in your brain, you won't have call reluctance. You won't have fear. There is no fear when the mission to serve is clear. You only feel fear when you feel pressure to convince somebody of something. Well, you know, if I have to convince you of something against your will, that's combative. That is confrontational. That is conflict. Yeah, there's there's pressure there. But if all I have to do is serve you, right? And it's like, I'm bringing you food and it's like, do you like it? Yes or no? If so, here it is. If not, no, you don't. It's like, there's no personal rejection in that. It's just service. Like that is a big and important switch. And then the third takeaway, which if you didn't, you got to listen to that interview with Phil all the way to the end. Cause at the end, we got into like some very specifics about marketing. Like, you know, we're talking about keynotes specifically. And I mean, to his brand, he gave some really great one-liners of exactly what to say. And you know, selling yourself as a speaker. So this would apply, I think this, but we were talking about selling high dollar uh, keynotes, right? Because Phil and I are both in a, in a pretty top tier keynote fee range, but this would apply to selling a high dollar coaching program, selling high dollar consulting, selling any high dollar offer, uh, selling high dollar, you know, medical services, right? Like any high dollar offer. Here's what he said. He said, 
Remember, when you're selling a speech, because that was the context, it's not just about selling your content. It is your content plus their circumstances. And I would probably modify that ever so slightly. I would just say it's your content applied to their circumstances, right? Like that's a part of what the artful selling is specifically with in anything that's like information marketing related or thought leadership related or consultancy related is it's not just, hey, I'm an expert on blank. It's you're struggling with this and here's how I think my expertise would apply. It's more like we're working together to as a team to help in a, in a partnership to help me apply you know what i'm doing to your situation to help your people again it's it's like we're working together for your benefit that's what selling is it's not me convincing you that you need what i have it's it's me working with you to figure out can we take what i have and make your life better that's the difference that is ethical persuasion. And I would say that is professional persuasion. Like that is what the, the best elite sales performers on the planet do because they get so many referrals and they have so much reputation. Like you become a top producer, not just by being a great producer for one conversation or one year. It happens over time because you develop a reputation and a confidence uh, and an air for knowing like, I know who should buy and who shouldn't. And I am consultant. I'm trusted. I have expertise, not only in what I do, but expertise in helping people de determine about whether or not I'm the right fit for them. And that takes time. So it's your content, your expertise applied to their circumstances, right? To their goals, to their dreams, to their future. It's not about you. It's all about them. That is what ethical persuasion is all about. And that is how you take the pressure off yourself. There is no fear when the mission to serve is clear. So next time you're in a high dollar selling situation, make sure you're not thinking about what you want and your commission and are you saying the right thing? Just focus on service. That's all we've got today for the Influential Personal Brand Podcast Recap. We'll catch you next time. Stay tuned. That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free 30-day access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we'll get you set up with free access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, just please share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation. 